0: hello and welcome back to round two of game three Uh, today we are discussing knives out uh i do recommend you watch this movie before uh major spoilers throughout much like last week uh you can watch knives out on youtube redbox voodoo google play amazon prime all rent i'm not sure if any streaming service has it maybe hbo i'm not seeing it here on my list um Our players are, of course, uh, Jimmy, Ilya, and Zyad. Um, And if you'd like to play along at home, uh, the accolades for this movie are the character who I hate the most, uh, the best foreshadowing in this movie, uh, and who I thought this murderer was and why. And I will tell you, all I watched was the first trailer that came out, and I was like, I think I know who the killer is. Uh, I will not say if I was correct or not, because that would give away the twist so without any further ado we will just hop in everyone's already been introduced last week uh so jim we'll start with you with your first point uh, <clears throat> real quick knives out came out 2019 directed by ryan johnson um starring daniel craig anna Diarmas, chris evans jamie lee curtis michael shannon don johnson tony collette lakeith stanfield Catherine langford jaden martell and christopher plummer you guys need to choose people to put on starring and not list the entire cast of the movie. Without any further ado, Jim, what's your first point, my friend?
1: Um, I'll open up with something a little bit simple. I just kind of found the uh, conversation that LeBlanc has about the entire investigation being a donut. To be mildly amusing, and the way how he described it of being like, oh yeah, there's the donut, there's the donut hole, but it doesn't fit, and just there's one part of this entire thing that doesn't make sense, and I, and it was just kind of a nice little comedic touch to the entire movie that already had a lot of kind of funny moments.
0: And the thing we must understand is that this donut hole is not, in fact, a donut hole, rather a second donut. Inside of the donut. It's just—it's just, it just r- kind of ridiculous, uh, especially here in Daniel Craig English voice actor talking foghorn like Um. Yeah. No, I think I didn't write down the donut stuff, but you're right. It is very amusing, but I don't find it the most amusing. Um. Mm-hmm. So I will give you four points. Uh, Ilya, we come to you.
2: I want to talk about how Benoit Blanc got introduced. He was just a a guy that was hired on and then he introduced himself by hitting a key on the piano. Um, But this was also at the same time that the daughter just kind of looked at him and just muttered the, who the fuck are you? And I think that's a perfect introduction to, as you mentioned, seeing someone who we're used to with a British accent start talking in a complete Southern drawl. I thought that was a great opening to the character himself.
0: Yeah, you hit on two points there. Um, uh, I really enjoyed the use of the piano key as his introduction, uh, which, if you guys didn't notice, is him signaling to Lakeith Stanfield to ask a specific question, uh, which is, when did you arrive uh, on the day of? um it is. It's very interesting that he is just kind of standing there in in the shadow. You like you can see him in the background of the scenes because he's not really a focus until the piano key, and then Jamie Lee Curtis goes. So who the fuck is that? Uh, because who is that? Because they've already done the talking uh, for this case. Like it, it was clean cut. It was a suicide, uh, and then someone hires Benoit Blanc to come take a look. Um, so that's eight for the piano key. And seven for who the fuck is that? Because uh, Jamie Lee Curtis swearing is hilarious to me. Uh, Ziad, this is your movie. Uh, you go last. Uh, what is your first point? I too will go
3: for something simple, just because I want to make sure that I put it out there. I want to go with the—I um, don't know his name—but the other detective being like a nerd about the entire thing, and it really is a
0: state trooper. Okay.
3: Yes, my bad. So, um, it really showcases um, the reputation that Harlan has because obviously in the movie we're like he's just this rich guy and we know that like he writes stories and stuff, but we don't really have any in depth on that very much until we get this character who's just like so geeked. He's like, I've read everything. I know this, this, and that. I read the articles, and it just was really impressionable, and I think that made it. A whole lot more comedic as well.
0: Uh, yeah, no, just having someone be a little bit of levity uh, is fun, um, and it can give you some exposition in a in a better way than just being like, "Oh, you didn't know that he did it." Instead, we have a guy that's geeking out like, "Uh, uh you mean like the plot twist in the Chateau Murders?" Uh, it's very it's very interesting, and we definitely have. <clears throat> And I definitely think if this movie was like released in like, even like the, like in the, in the early 2000s, that guy would have been black and he would have been a lot more comedic. So I think it's very nice that Lakeith Stanfield is the straight man to him, uh, to that guy being all over the top. Mm. So I will, I'll give you, I'll give you six points there, Zion. We move into uh, round two. Uh, Jim, we come back to you.
1: Yeah, I kind of want to talk about the emphasis on how it was the basically, like, delusional grandma that was the key to solving the entire mystery, and how even though LeBlanc couldn't get a single word out of her, like, this tiniest detail is what caused the entire mystery to unfold on who the killer was, and it was just kind of interesting on how they were able to apply such like a random misleading sense it's like oh she's like her she's not very like functional up in the head so you would just pass it off as something completely irrelevant but it actually ended up being the main point of solving the case
0: and once you do would you clarify what what you're talking about with her with that specific thing?
1: the the fr- when uh forget her name the yeah when marta yeah when she comes out of the window and the grandma's like ransom are you back again it's like oh like you you would pass that off because you just think she's just loony but it's like no that that, there was actually a purpose to that
0: yeah major plot point right there Mm -hmm. uh yeah the very the the full line because you you omitted one word was ransom are you back again already yeah um because obviously yeah he had already gone up there and come down and she was still standing in the window which is hilarious uh i do think it's implied that she does fully talk to the detective but maybe uh it's not super clear yeah um but yeah you get uh for pointing that out you got the 10 points right there uh Ilya, we come back to you
2: i want to talk about the fact that even though it is, a, it is still a police investigation and they should be interviewing all of them in a specific location, they decided to pick the Throne of Knives that the man has in his study and they just casually, and I, I want to address that, I wanted to talk about the entirety of the house being just a little extra eccentric from a mystery writing novel guy, which I think is a guy author, which I think is already an incredible amount of detail in this house. But the fact that they they did every single interview in this this seat that is surrounded by weaponry from a dude who's known for writing mystery novels with knives in them just added an extra level of joy to it, and it goes back to the the state trooper who was just nerding out the entire time it just it added the extra level of like interest to the entire bit
0: yeah uh the the set design on this was amazing. I I just love the uh, the idea of an eccentric old man who is like, hmm. I've written a lot of uh, wh- I've written a lot of whodunits. Well, you know what I should do? I should fill my f- fill my house with secret passages, uh, false doors, uh, and a throne of knives. Uh, very much the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones, but uh, smaller and more tasteful. <laughs> um. Which does I do get to bring up this fact because you said it uh, on the cover of the movie, uh, like you'd only see this with the DVD um, or the Blu-ray. You take the slip cover off, and the, like the back of the slip cover has like the knives, and if you take it and you put it on where like the all the cast is, all of the knives line up and point at Ransom, uh, Chris Evans. That's it's uh, a funny
2: comment because I saw a video. So I, I originally watched when it came out. Yeah. I saw I saw a funny comment saying that the, uh, the box art for it on the DVD actually gives away the movie before yeah. you even get to watch the movie in and of itself.
0: I think yeah, that's, that's the funny little detail. About. Oh, my goodness. No, it's very interesting. But also imagine doing that and being like, huh, why is it around Chris Evans like that? And then you have the entire movie spoiled. Spoiler alert, Chris Evans is the murderer, you guys. But yeah, for the set design, all that, uh, I'll give you 10 points for that as well, Ilya. Um, Zayed, we come back to you.
3: So I want to talk about the contrast and their lifestyles, because obviously, this is a point where Harlan has so much money, and for at least for Linda specifically. She built her company from the ground up and she has this sense of not necessarily entitlement, but feels a certain way towards Walt and Joni too, but that's a whole other thing. I think I'm not saying this very well. What I'm trying to say is it really shows the dedication to showing how their life just because he had so much money doesn't mean that everything was nice as it could have been per se. And it really affected him. And like when he was talking to Marta, um, when they were playing that game, he really talked about how he wished he would have done some things differently as far as his livelihood.
0: Yeah. uh, I I know exactly what you mean. Um, The only thing I I dislike about this statement is that it humanizes rich people, which, of course, we know aren't real people. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Linda, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, she's married to Richard and their son is Ransom. Um, He's cheating on her with a much younger woman um, that's already, and she probably, I'm pretty sure she got like a loan to start uh, her business from the ground up. Uh, cough, Trump cough. Um <laughs> The one guy, uh, the, the one brother, the middle brother is deceased uh, and his wife uh, is Joni. Uh, I believe that's Tony Collette. And she's just kind of just being a parasite around the family because of the connection uh, and her daughter. And she's starting her own company, uh, very much taking the money meant for her daughter uh, from it. Uh, and then the last guy, uh, Walt, he yeah, you know, he's he like he's got a cane, like he walks with a limp. So we we can apply there's either uh either like like he might have been in like the military, but doubtful. Um, so it's probably like a disorder of some sort that causes his limp. Uh, and of course, he's married to a uh, I think she's much younger because uh, like their child is like fourteen or something, and he's he's walking with a limp um yeah and his son is is terrible um and his wife never talks other than once uh so she's already a doormat Uh, i believe his wife's name was donna and then like she gets like she's in like all of the scenes but like she's just in the background uh which happens with ensemble pieces like this um but, yeah, yeah, really, you get a feel of how all of these families like they 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 came from the same place, but they are obviously so very different, and it's very nice that they they describe that, so I'll give you seven points for that one, uh round three, Jim, we come back to you
1: yeah um <clears throat> I think the point that I want to talk about is kind of the the point in the movie where marta is back at her home, and it's being, like, sworn by all of the news people, and then she goes to grab the mail, and is confronted by Walt, and it's like, we've already determined that most of the family is pretty scummy, but Walt, like, took the extra step to, like, blackmail her at her front door, and I was just kind of like, come on, dude, like, get a grip.
0: (laughs) Uh... Yeah, no. Vera comes out of nowhere. Uh, she was actually trying to leave out the back when when that happened. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find that in my notes here. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I found it. Uh, Michael Shannon, who plays Walt, uh, played General Zod, uh, Man of Steel. And I was like, wow, he managed to make a cripple look scary. Um, I mean, which I find bullshit because he's carrying a cane around the entire time. He has a weapon on him. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like he goes out of his way to be like, no worry, we'll protect you. Um, But also with the undertone of give us back our money. Yeah. Uh, Because they can't live without it because they all suck. Um, So I'll I'll give you seven (laughs) points there. Uh, Ilya, we come back to you.
2: I found interesting was the uh, the entire scene with the lawyer and that entire reveal. I really did enjoy that. Um, I'm going to have a controversial statement here. Well, oh, I'm, I'm going to save this controversial statement for later. Um, but uh, the entire scene that is revealed with all the detectives and the lawyers and as he's reading out the will, you have this like expectation that one of the family members is going to get it and he's going to pick a favorite. But when you look at when you look at Harlan as a character and you kind of see the story unfold, you kinda of see him as just somebody who loves his craft. He just loved what he did and it happened to make him a, a metric shit ton of money. And seeing all his kids kind of profit off of that and that reveal and you don't really see it at first because he's just kind of very chill about it and he just seems like a like a parent trying to teach his kids. And then as the scene unfolds and you see that Marta gets all the inheritance you start to like see every one of their expressions shift accordingly to how they feel about him and how they feel like they should have been treated better. And my favorite has always been with Linda and with Walt, whereas Walt wanted to do an entire series and wanted to like push the brand forward. Linda just wanted recognition from her father. And seeing that all this inheritance went away to a different person that's completely opposite, their reactions were just gold.
0: Yeah, I think I think the main thing for everyone is that not only is it not in the family, uh, that it's going to his nurse. Um, a, a detail I really enjoyed is that because Ransom already knows about the will, and that's what he had the fight with the grandpa about, is that when he's sitting in the will reading, he knows exactly what's going to happen. Uh, and when they're all in the other room, when the, when the lawyer is setting up, uh, and they all and they and he says, "Yeah, he wrote me out of the will," and he also knows that he also wrote everyone else out of the will. Um, and he's just kind of sitting there, being like, "Oh, you're all going to be annoyed at this." Um. So it's it's very it's a very fun scene. Um, Cause like I think. We don't. We obviously we wouldn't know how it broke down, but I feel like the family might. No, I feel like they would have all turned on whoever gotten the money, no matter what. If only one person got money, um, but yet yeah, no, it's very like he. Grandpa knew, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> um, uh, Christopher Plummer's character knew uh, that all of them kind of needed to like work on their own because. They would probably have thrown away the money or it wouldn't have gone to a good place. It would have been uh, Harland. That's right, Harland. Harland knew that his family wouldn't do well with the money. Like They already have their stuff going and they just kind of needed to take care of their own stuff. Because they're not fully adults that can live on their own. Um, So I'll I'll, I'll only give you five points because I didn't really have a note about that scene. Um, I'll still give you five. Uh, Ziad, we come back to you.
3: A little side note uh, about that scene that you're talking about where Ransom is sitting there in the chair. And just the smile, like when he, they ask him about him being written out of the will. And then when they ask him, did he also know about? It was just so perfect. I just, that was like one of the, like a good turning point. But anyways, the point that I also, like uh, foreshadowing, I guess, is... At the start of the movie, when Marta is at home with her mom and, I think, sister, right uh, at the start of the movie, when they find out that Harlan is dead, they have the radio on. And it's like a conspiracy sci-fi uh audiobook of such sorts and talking about how, like, the person is being sla- uh Yeah, like being slashed. And it was just so fitting because we have yet to know... A lot of the details yet And it was just Very clear that they wanted to Make this perception around Marta uh,
0: I will say that her sister Was watching a detective show Or something oh, cool. um, uh, It's easy to miss And her mom tells uh, her to t- turn it off Um, But yeah I, I will say that That is fun That they're, they're doing Doing some meta stuff right there Especially because you don't like, you don't realize what's happened yet. You know he's killed himself, but you don't know how. Um. So I'll, I'll give you six points on that one, Zayed. Uh We come into round four, uh, Jim. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I want to bring up the one scene where Marta and Ransom are being chased. And I just have the main question of... Where did Marta learn to drive like that? <laughs> like like that was some like high-end like driving and especially where she stopped to make them all like pass to f- take a different road. Like I just find that w- kind of wild and I'm not sure if there was a point where they explained that and I missed it, but it was just something that was unexpected. <clears throat>
0: Well, you never played GTA. I could probably do that stuff. <laughs> totally, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, movie needs to movie. It probably would have made more sense if it was ransom doing it. Yeah. Because um, obviously we don't get that much background on Marta, but it would be very weird. It's like, oh yeah, I also drove Formula One for a number of years before I became a nurse or something like. Yeah. Sure. Like normal people know how to drive, but they're not going to stop in the middle of the road let the cops drive around them, because I don't know how none of the cops just smashed into them. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give you five points there, Jim. Uh, Ilya, we come back to you.
2: I want to talk about Marta's character as a whole. I think that her entire, like, her being the nicest person to Harlan kind of shows depth into her character, on top of the fact that the uh, plot point that I think is a really cool plot point that they very much touched upon is the fact that every time she lies, she throws up. And you can tell that both LeBlanc and the detectives didn't quite want to abuse that, but it wasn't revealed until she just grabbed the bucket and threw up into it that LeBlanc was like, oh, yeah, also she has this thing that prevents her from lying. Um, And we see it kind of abused by ransom, but other than that occasion, it's not touched upon a lot.
0: Yeah, there's like, it's like some poignant moments um, mainly to use to set it up. Um, I will tell you, however, I find that plot point absolutely stupid. Like, you're telling me that this person has a compulsion so bad that they vomit any time they lie? <sighs> I, I find that absolutely ridiculous, and I hate that. Uh, I also don't like gross stuff, so a plot point where someone throws up when they're lying... Like, maybe if it was just general nervousness, I would understand, but it's only when she lies. And, like, she lies, like, the one time in the interview, and then she's like, okay, I'm going to go now. And they're like, okay, bye. And then she immediately runs into the bathroom and throws up. Um, I find it, I find that very annoying and just kind of a reach. It does set up at the end where she throws up directly in Ransom's face. Also Gross. Um, but I will say, uh, I enjoy the fact that Ransom, uh, has Marta eat in front of him, and then he's like, go ahead, lie to me. Uh, but he also gets her a bowl. Um. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give you, because you touched on it, I'll give you the eight points, because Ransom knows Marta pukes when lying, so he specifically sets her up to puke. Uh. At 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 the dinner that they have, so I'll I'll give you the eight points from that. But, um, yeah, uh, Zaid, we come back to you.
3: Alrighty, I'm gonna go for some heavy hitters now, and uh, stop me if I say too many things. So I want to talk about LeBlanc's character as far as his intuition. So. As we know, at the end, he talks about that he already knew that Marta was involved because of the blood on her shoes and everything. But even, be well, with that knowledge, going back to him asking her to help him search, just that intuition that he knows that there must be more to this story because he can tell her character just by having this conversation with her, regardless of her Inability to lie, well, I shouldn't say inability, but you know what I mean. And that is also made; it makes it very interesting, especially when they're in the scene where they are backtracking through the woods where Marta sneaks out from, and she sees her own tracks and she goes to cover them up. And a scene like that wouldn't have happened unless there was this trust in her. And he says that, like everything worked out in the way it's supposed to. She didn't play Harlan's game, she was just being herself, and I think that that really shows LeBlanc's character, even though that wouldn't be correct in investigative manners
0: <laughs> yeah he's he's a private detective, so he doesn't necessarily have to follow police protocol um. But no, yeah, you did touch on something really good there, uh, which is every time that one of the family members tries to play a certain game, like when Harland is playing go with her at the beginning, uh, and he says, how do you keep beating me? And she says, it's because I'm trying to make a beautiful pattern. You're playing to win. Everyone else is playing to win. Walt, when he tries to blackmail her, and... Uh, and he's like, don't worry, when we get our money back, we'll make sure the best lawyers can protect you. And she's like, oh, so my money can protect my mom with the lawyers. Nice to know. Um, All the other family members that try to talk her into it, like Meg, uh, who's the only one who's actually her friend for the most part, like tries to like be like, well, no, you got to give the money back because it's not really your money. Uh, And then she's also freaking about her college stuff. Uh, And then Ransom. Ransom tries to get her um, to kill the maid, or rather, let the maid die. Um, Because if she runs away from the place, then then there's evidence that she was there at the crime scene. Or if she had stuff at the crime scene, yada yada. But she doesn't. She calls the ambulance to save the maid. Um, and it's always, and it's just a good thing about her character where, like, so much where everyone tries to make Marta act a certain way, but Marta does her own thing. Um, and I will also give you some, uh, bonus points, because I do enjoy the plot point that Blanc's known the entire time that Marta has something to do with it, but he's not like, oh, well, you are the murderer. He's like, well, hmm, the nurse has some blood on her shoe. I should talk to her about that. Um, but not talk directly about it. Um, So yeah, I'll give you uh, three points uh, and then 10 points for the Marta's character for a total of 13. Uh, We come into round five. The points as they stand right now, Uh, Jimmy currently has 26 points, uh, Ilya has 38 points, uh, and Zayed has crept up with 35 points. Uh, Now the dick button is available. Anyone may declare that they are pressing it at any time during anyone else's turn, even as I am saying these words to declare whether or not you think I like this movie. If not, we'll get to the end of the game, and then we'll all decide whether or not I like this movie. Uh, So we will continue uh, with Jim. Yeah, the next
1: point I want to bring up is how, like, thought out and calculated Ransom's entire, like, plan was. And how, honestly, he only got caught on minor slip-ups, like, like, small things like the dogs, the grandma, and also the, like, the, the blood testing results. The, like, those are kind of, like, the three main things that were against him. And, like, the different lengths and bounds that he took to try and cover his tracks was honestly, like, impressive. <laughs> And uh, the amount of detail oriented, like from a character you expect to just kind of be like an airheaded jockey kind of type. Like, uh, it was very interesting on how well he was written.
0: Yeah, uh, especially played by Chris Evans, it could have just been an airhead. You know, he played, it was in a non another teen movie, he was Johnny Storm, and then he played Captain America for like a decade. Um, so it would be very easy to make him just be a stupid jock. Um, but he is he's probably the smartest character in the movie, uh, aside from maybe LeBlanc himself. Um, because he does go through all of that stuff. Um and the thing is, is he gets caught in minor slip ups. Like, technically Marta didn't kill Harlan yeah. uh because she's a good nurse. Um and he does, he does mental gymnastics to try to do everything. Uh, I will say he is the dumbest motherfucker for being like, hey, I know I committed a murder or I tried to. Um, I see that no one was arrested and it was a suicide. Let me call in a detective.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let me
0: call in a private detective who's well known for solving impossible cases. This could never go bad for me. Um, but I will say, I think it's, it's very, there, there's a specific line that Harlan says to Marta about Ransom and that it's, uh, something around along the lines of Ransom can't tell a real knife from prop knife. Like he is so smart and like, he can do all of this stuff, but in the end he can't tell a real knife from a prop knife. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's at the end when he tries to stab Marta with a prop knife. Um, like, obviously he's smart, but in the end, his execution isn't perfect. And that's why he fails. Um, so I will... I'll go ahead and give you eight points for that, Jim. Uh, Ilya, we come to you.
2: I, Funnily, how you mentioned the prop knife and the real knife at the end of the movie, I do want to bring that up. I think that entire end sequence with the reveal... With the line of in for a penny, in for a pound, I think that that entire end sequence was beautiful. Where Ransom knew the gig was up and he and he knew that he had been caught attempting to murder his grandfather while at the same time also murdering off the maid. And that entire that entire foreshadowing of he can tell he can he can never tell a prop knife from a real knife, and the fact that they had mentioned that his uh the throne the throne of knives has a bunch of real and fake knives, and the fact that he grabbed the fake one and just went in for the kill. I think that entire sequence was beautiful. I remember watching that sequence and sitting there in complete awe that, oh my gosh, this, this entire movie just ended just like this, just to see that the knife was fake and to see him just kind of stand there and be like, oh, well, I fucked up.
0: All right. Yeah, uh, that is, is a very, it's a very nice climax, because like, he's like, alright, the jig is up, and that random knife chair is just standing there, perfect for that. Also, like I can understand it being all prop knives, why would you ever put a room where there's a chair that has a bunch of real knives and a bunch of fake knives, that is horribly just, that's, that's asking for just someone to get stabbed. Um, which is exactly what almost happened. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy the sequence because it's very dramatic and like you're like, oh my god, it, or is our protagonist about to die? And then, no, Ransom is stupid. Um, and you, you almost missed it. Uh, and you didn't quote it exactly, but I'll still give it to you because you did have him be uh, just the... Because he goes to stab her, realizes it's a fake knife, and then goes... Well, shit. And then he gets grabbed. <clears throat> I also really enjoy when he goes to stab her and, like, he, and like the fake knife is in her chest. Or, I guess, in the sheath. The knife is in the sheath. And, like, he pulls back and sees it's a fake knife and he goes to do it again. <laughs> He's like, maybe this time it'll work. And then he goes, well, shit. Uh, so I'll give you ten points because that, that's an excellent... It's a great ending. Uh, Well, not ending. It's an excellent climax to this movie. Uh, So, Zayed, we come to you. Okay, so I'm trying
3: to be... I'm going to be very tiptoey in this scene just because of the politics, but I want to talk about the scene where they're all eating in the dining room and Marta is just sitting there watching. I just wanted to... Trust me, it's not we're going where you think. It's about how they make the age difference of, like, viewing people. And I think it really helps to connect us as the viewers of, like, how we can feel about people's viewpoints and age differences. Like, um, and, well, obviously, you know what I mean. But the other thing that I want to also say was with Linda and Joni. So... When they're having the interviews, Joni recognizes Blanc from a tweet from a news article, and Joni no sorry, and Linda read the actual article. And I think it really portrays with that as far as back to what I was saying before to like connect us with us as the viewer.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will say, it is, so it's, I believe it's the Washington Journal in both, um, because Joni read the tweet about the Washington Journal, uh, and Linda did, in fact, read the article from the Washington Journal, which is very nice, yeah, because they're both adults, but I think Joni is shown to be a little bit younger, whether or not she was a trophy wife to her, to her husband, uh, obviously we don't know, because her husband is dead, um, so it really – it does go to show even rich people uh, are more varied than we assume and they're not just all terrible in one specific way. They're all terrible in many different ways. Um, yeah, that's, it, it is fun. So I'll, I'll give you seven points for that. Um, round six, and I will, I will announce that there is one line in this movie that made me laugh so hard. I gave it a score above ten. Uh, just to raise the stakes a little bit, um, so we'll go ahead and continue with Jim.
1: Hmm. <clears throat> um, I kind of want to talk about the like ca- the little hinting that they did at the beginning of the movie when they had the. I don't remember his name. I'm just going to call him the Goblin Boy who is overhearing the
0: yeah, the little Nazi boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was overhearing the conversation uh, between Ransom and Harlan and how it was like the seed was kind of initially planted for Ransom. And then they went through the entire length of the movie, eventually playing it off. And then they just 180 and replant it back onto Ransom. And it was just kind of an interesting style choice for the writers to make.
0: Yeah, so you're talking about how it was showing like he left and like it couldn't have been him. And then it revolves and goes right around to show it. It's exactly how he decided to murder him in that moment. Yeah. Is that what you mean?
1: Well, that and also it was like because of like the line of "I'm warning you," like it makes him seem like the main perpetrator. And then as the movie goes on, it's like, oh, maybe it wasn't him. And then it loops back to him.
0: <laughs> All right, you brought up a good point. Uh, give me just a second here. Yeah. Uh, because you brought up the fact that they really did get me. Like when he's in the when he's in the restaurant with her, and he's holding the he's heard the whole story and he goes, huh? It, it kind of really throws me off and makes me think, oh, maybe Chris Evans isn't the murderer here. Um, but no, he totally is just, he is, he is the murderer. Um, so let me, let me count those points out. Um, okay. Yeah. You touched on, yes. Okay. So I gave you six to uh for the like i gave you six and then i gave you eight for bringing up they did throw me off i didn't think chris evans was the murderer at that point Mm -hmm. um yeah so i think that's 14 um so ilya we come back to you
2: i want to talk about the entire scene where ransom tries to kill harlan but marta is a good nurse yes i at first thought it was kind of a (laughs) cop-out I was like, "Oh my goodness, there's no way she could have she there's no way she saved him like that or she naturally picked up the right medicine." But after like going through and spending enough time in like labs and, and like mixing enough chemicals and dealing with enough of like different viscosities of liquids, I now see how if you do something over and over and over again and you have something that feels a specific way when you shake it, it I think that detail now that I know what that's like is incredible. Just the fact that he added that in and thought about adding that in is amazing. Because it, it, it's very difficult to tell how th- just the, the the thickness of a liquid if you do it once or twice. But the fact that she's been doing it for years and she's been administering this medicine for years and she just picked out the right bottle. At First, I, I'm gonna be honest, it felt like a cop. I was like, oh, there's no way. But I thought that having Rain Johnson add in that detail was incredible. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, sh- like, it's really, uh, it's a really great plot point that like she's just been that goes back to she's a good nurse, and it and it's so heartbreaking because she assumes that she's not that she she did she's like oh no I messed up, and in that moment she's panicking and not realizing that they've been swapped because obviously <laughs> you wouldn't. Uh, just assume that and she's like oh no i fucked up you're dying Uh, and it it is heartbreaking to realize that no he wasn't dying at all so if she hadn't freaked out uh and if he hadn't been like no i must make this into a murder mystery he would have been fine like if she had called the ambulance uh like even them just waiting for the ambulance like he would have just gone down and there would be like and she would be like wait, why aren't you dying yet? And it's very heartbreaking that he was like, no, I have to be dramatic for my death. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you 10 points because it's such a heartbreaking detail that she did do her job right and he killed himself just to be dramatic. Um, so I'll give you 10 uh, and we move on back to Ziad. Um, I want to do a quick tangent really quickly
3: cuz that made me think of something.
0: Sure.
3: I don't know, maybe I missed this detail, but where ransom get the fake toxicology like report with the when he ha- hires or like the nurse to write that letter? I've Look. like that just made me think about that and I was just really confused. He, he, so you
0: he, you've misunderstood a plot point. So the 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 maid that you're talking about, uh, her cousin works at the uh, at the uh, the at the blood at the toxicology place, Uh, whatever it's called in the movie. That's where her cousin works, and that's brought up early in the movie. Uh, The thing is, is that she got the results back from her cousin, and she realized that Harlan was fine. Uh, therefore, Harlan did just kill himself. Uh, and she sees Ransom replace the stuff. And I think, I don't know if he just takes, no, no, she takes the bag. He She realizes that he goes up and replaces the stuff. So she figures out that Ransom tried to kill Grandpa Harlan. So she goes and takes the nurse's bag, has it examined, uh, concludes that Ransom did something. And then she blackmails Ransom. And then and she sh- she tells Ransom to show up at like eight o'clock and then Ransom shows up at eight uh, and then incapacitates her with chloroform and then and then he takes the stuff that she sent her for the blackmail to him sends it to Marta without the with a different time like at 12 o'clock so that he has an uh, a couple hours window to incapacitate her and then, have Marta show up. So that Marta thinks she's being blackmailed by the nurse.
3: Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, by,
0: or sorry, by the maid. It is It is confusing, though.
3: Okay, yeah, that was just really thinking about that.
0: No, it was a real toxicology report, Um, and he burns <laughs> down the medical examiner's office just so that there's no copies.
3: Gotta cover his tracks.
0: Because uh, he also took the copy from her... Uh, and the only one left was in her stash uh, where she keeps her weed. Um, so I will, that is clarified. Uh, what is your actual point for this one? Zayat.
3: Okay. This one is just more simple about Harland as how Ilya was saying before. He's just a dedicated to his craft about like, the hidden doors in, like, uh, the window that he made, it just, it's so on-brand for him, for someone who, like, it's a situation where, where do you give someone who already has everything some little motif of, like, what he's created that is actually real, and I think that that really just is on-brand for the way that they've made his character out to be and his, just his motivations for the way he, did things.
0: Yeah, no, like like I said, Harland is so extra that he he just kills himself instead of calling for an ambulance. Um, and sure, he has reasoning behind killing himself rather than letting Marta kill him. Um, but yeah, like yeah, you did point out, I just love that he has a... There's a secret window behind a wall <sighs> that moves of a boy climbing in through a window like there's a picture on it like a mural and it's like this man is just so extra and it it is genuinely hilarious so I'll give you seven points for that uh, which brings us into round seven uh, back to Jimmy
1: hmm
2: um
1: This is probably a bit more
3: of a are we going to say Dick Button? Okay. I'm sorry. I thought that was going to be more funny than it was.
0: K San, yeah. you
3: do like this movie.
0: Of course I like this movie. It's a great movie, man. Like, if you've seen this movie, if you haven't seen this movie, what's wrong with you? We've spoiled so much of it. Like, say what you will about the Star Wars movie, uh, Ryan Johnson knows how to direct. Um it is just it's just a fun movie. It's great. It's very tight and a, a lot of it works. Like certain elements you could take away and that might not make it perfect. It all comes together. All the knives the knives are out. It's not a great analogy, but we'll we'll continue. Yeah, 15 points for you Ziad. Uh everyone else suck it. Uh, Kim, back to you. Um.
1: I cut. This is kind of more of a, like, smaller side detail, but the part... Um, uh, is... Jamie Lee Curtis, is that Linda? Is that her yes. here? Yeah. The the part where she kind of mentions that how her and Harlan always had, like, the little games that they had with how they, like, communicated, and then... How Richard got baited by the blank sheet of paper about his affair, and then at the very end, she used the lighter to reveal the actual message. I think that was just a nice little callback at the end, just to to put a little closure on that plot point. And it was just kind of interesting on, like, the little like niche things that they like to do to communicate. <laughs>
0: yeah you touched on two there uh let me just add up your point <clears throat> uh yeah you brought up um richard does get baited he finds a blank letter, blank letter and assumes nothing i think he's entirely stupid for that um but it, yeah she has her own way of communicating with her father uh which is invisible ink And I just love that she finds that on his desk because not only does Richard see the blank letter with the A on it. He leaves it out. (laughs) He just goes, oh, thank God, and leaves it, and then throws a baseball away for some reason? Whatever. And then Jamie Lee yeah, has the payoff at the end uh, where she burns it. And you can read the letter. uh, And it's just like, oh, Linda, my dear, I must tell you, he's cheating on you uh, and that stuff. Uh... And then, yeah, because, like, Richard is trying to bribe the cops as Ransom is being taken away. And then she just looks at him and she's like, I can't believe this. Uh, And then he realizes, like, he has the oh shit face on it, like, for a second. Um, So, yeah, five points for the original where Richard's just an idiot. uh, And eight points for the callback. uh, Thirteen in total. Uh, We come back to Ilya.
2: Near the end, uh, I think it is quite comical that Marta is standing on the balcony of the, of the house overlooking all of Harlan's family, kind of freaking out, not sure, not sure what they're going to do with themselves anymore, as she's just casually sipping coffee wrapped in a blanket. I think that entire last scene was amazing, and I like speaks volumes to how the roles have been reversed, where she used to hustle and grind every day. And now she gets to stand on the balcony just enjoying herself, relaxing for the first time.
0: Yeah, she's got like multi-millions now and a large house. Um, yeah, I think it's. I, I believe people have drawn uh, that when at the start of the movie, Marta comes up to the house and she's looking up at the house. Uh, and I don't think the family are there, uh, but like they're inside. And then role reversal at the end where she's standing on the balcony looking down on all of them, uh, perfectly encapsulates how the dynamics have flip-flopped. Um, see, I'll, I'll give you five points, uh, for that one. Um, Zayed, are you ready for your next point?
3: Honestly, kind of no, just because, (laughs) I can't think of a better one. So I'm just going to go with this. The... And then it dawned. And, and then and just like that, it's gone. Sorry, give me... All
0: it's right, unprofessional.
3: <laughs> I enjoyed this movie too much. When I watched it again, it was not the same. But what I was going to say was... I like how much this. OK, um, hey, we're just talking about how the family were looking up upon them and looking down. Actually, I know I'm going to keep doing the same thing, but I'm sorry. I want to go with the unhappiness of the entire family. OK, wait, I'm so sorry. Scratch all of that. I remember what I was going to say. What I was going to say was. I wonder and this is something that I think is a very niche point but it had to be said is we talk about Joni and obviously she's in the movie for a good thing but Neil her husband they're uh, the middle child is mentioned like briefly and as far as I can tell there's no like dedicated thing like there's not like a room with like, paintings or pictures of him so i wasn't sure if he died well obviously he didn't die young but i just think that that was something that really for me when i was watching it the second time i was wondering i was like they never bring him up and i think that that really encapsulates like this broken family but also a family
0: Hmm. yeah uh this was my second time watching the movie. Um, but yeah, I also, I kind of didn't, I didn't think about it at all. Like, we don't know what the middle brother looked like. Um, we don't know really much anything about his personality. And like he's only brought up in the beginning. And then Joni is the more, she's brought up more. Her and Meg are the characters and he's just silently in their past. Uh, which yeah lo- like i don't think like either one of the siblings Walt or Linda even refer to him i didn't even remember his name was neil um yeah no it's it, it is like they've already forgotten like their brother and I don't, it it brings up a good point uh like like how this family is also not brought up as Harlan's wife. We we know nothing about her. She's not even mentioned Like when she died. True. Um, but his mother is still alive, and she's a full character. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you five points there, Zayed. Uh Do we want to do one more round? Because it sounds like you're running out of stuff, Zayad. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that's fine. All right, final round here. Uh, Jim, we start with you. Give me your your best final thing here. Um,
1: this is kind of another like detailed part of the investigation I found interesting, where how they played off of uh, Linda's inability to sleep as like time cues for when certain situations happen, and that was kind of a, a small little detail where it's like, oh. This is when Marta got tripped and they played it off as the go board getting knocked down. Or this is when uh, Marta went down dressed as Harlan. Or when Ransom went up. And it was just like, those little... And also when, uh, I forget her name. the Joni? Yeah, jo- when Joni went up after she heard Marta, Marta trip. And it was just those different time cues to keep track of all the events that happened. It was definitely an interesting thing to play off of. Uh,
0: I will I will correct you on something. It's only when someone goes up the stairs that yeah the main wakes Linda up. yeah um because when the go board is knocked down, Joni notices, but uh, Linda does not wake up because of that. Yeah, she does wake up because Joni goes up the stairs and then comes back down the stairs. Yeah, uh, and then also because it's when. It's when they go upstairs, um, Harland and Marta, and then Joni goes up. And then Marta comes comes down. down. Marta comes down. Marta climbs up the window. Marta goes down as Harland. Uh, and then it is such a solid thing. Like anything out of place would make this not work as well as it did. Mm -hmm. Um... Because there's also Walt telling his dad to go back to bed. Uh, Marta pointing out to him what time it was so that he knows what time his dad came down. Yeah. Uh, It all works excellently. Expertly. So I'll I'll give you five points on that, Jim. Uh, Elliot, back to you, final point.
2: This was the controversial point I wanted to bring up earlier, but was going to save. I thought that using ransom as the uh, end murderer, was a little bit of a cop-out. I thought it was increasingly obvious right from the beginning, and I was like, oh, well, if we know who the murderer is. It's way too obvious that the, the troubled grandson, who's a spoiled child, is going to be the guy who's going to do it because he's going to be angry about the inheritance. And I saw right through it in the beginning, and then the, the movie kind of went along and did its thing, but it was always like the, uh, I'm just waiting for Ransom to be the murderer. And I thought that that was a little just like, it felt, it ended up being still a good movie, and it was a great movie, and I loved it. But I always thought that that, that entire plot point was just kind of, it felt weak, I guess is what I'm
0: trying to say. Interesting. Uh, that is controversial. I do disagree with you uh, a little bit there. But I will say, yeah, I think it's very obvious that Chris Evans is the murderer in this movie, uh, which does take away from it. Uh, just a little bit. So I'll, I'll give you six points there. Uh, Zayad, your final point, if you would.
3: Okay, I'm actually ready for this time. So I just want to talk about the entire family towards Marta, because we can see, like, when they're walking past or when Walt talks to her, he's like, uh, yeah, we'll take care of you, like, and yada, yada. You've been good to him and everything. But then when... Um, Back to that scene where they're all in the dining room. Well, not that scene, but they don't even know. It seems like nothing about her. When Linda's in her interview, she talks about Marta being from Ecuador. And then Richard says that she's from Paraguay. And it's just they say this thing about like him being good to her. Well, sorry. Sorry her being good to him and her being around for a while. But yet it seems like that they didn't necessarily care for her just to even like, even go that far just to have like a simple conversation with her and just like know like who she is.
0: Yeah. Uh, now you brought up a big, big one there is that no one knows where Marta and her family are from. Um, several people all say different things. No one says the same country. Uh, and Martin ever says, yeah, I'm from here or my family's from there. They don't ever address where she's from. Um, let me just find where that is in my notes there. Uh, another thing I'll bring up that you didn't is that everyone, both of the siblings say, we're so sorry. Uh, I wanted you to be at the funeral, but I was outvoted. Both Linda and Walt say that to her, um, which is just great because everyone is like, "No, no, we love Marta, but we would never include Marta." Right, right. Um, but they wouldn't say that to her face. Um, hold on a second. Oh, there's also one at the beginning where um, Walt calls Marta, and he's and she says hi, Walt, and then Walt says hi, Marta. It's Walt, already showing that no one in this movie really listens to Marta.
3: I did not catch that. That's
0: <laughs> very at the beginning of the movie when they call her to come talk to the detectives. <sighs> All right. Um I can't find the exact point total, so I will give you I'll give you 7 on that cuz I it was a good interesting stuff there. All right, that brings us to the end of the game. Uh all that's left is the accolades. I will tell you the score stand right now. Uh Jimmy is currently in last with 66 points. Uh Ilya is in second with 69 points. Nice. Nice. Uh, and Zayad pulled ahead just a little bit with 76 points. So we will we will start off with the first accolade. Which character I hated the most? Uh, uh, Jimmy, who, who do you think who I hated the most in this
3: movie?
1: Uh, that's a tricky one, just because they're all just <laughs> terrible people. But, um...
0: Uh, I'm going
1: to go with, I'm going to go with
2: Richard, I think.
0: Okay, the cheating husband. Uh, Ilya, what do you
2: think? I think it's, uh, the child Nazi himself, Jacob Thromby.
0: All right, and Zayed, what do you think?
3: I also agree and think it's Richard. You think it's Richard.
0: All right, one of you has earned points because it's a little masturbating Nazi child. (laughs)
1: Damn it. (laughs) I I had that in mind. Damn it, I should have said that.
0: He's just the worst, but like he's so good, but I also hate him. He's like a little Joffrey. Uh, Oh, I
2: loved Joffrey as a character. He was so well played.
0: Next, we will move on to best foreshadowing. Um, Ziad, we will start with you. What do you think was the best foreshadowing in this movie?
3: I think the best foreshadowing was Ransom. And do you want me to explain
0: why? Yes, obviously. Okay. That, yes. You're just giving me a name. For sure. <laughs>
3: um, with the grandma, um, when Marta's climbing down and we talked about this earlier when she says, oh, Ransom, you're back, and yada, yada. We just think that, like, obviously she's just talking about not recognizing him, but we later feel like, that yeah, what Jimmy said, this is one. Of, this is the moment where it comes all back together. And I think that that was the yeah. biggest thing for me.
0: Uh, I will say, yeah, no, she doesn't recognize Marta. She just, just goes Ransom, uh, which is anti-racist, I think. Uh, <laughs> Jim, what do you think? What was the best foreshadowing? Um
1: hmm uh, I'm gonna go with the part where the maid was killed and where you misunderstand what she's saying and she says Hugh did it instead of you did it. And I feel like if you you're like listening close enough, you can pick up on that. But um, it's definitely more subtle, but I think it is very strong.
0: <laughs> I will say I watched this movie with subtitles, uh, and the subtitles and- say "you." <laughs> yeah, they no, they do, they they perfectly throw you off uh, because she says Hugh did this, and the subtitles read "you did this" until the reveal, and then the subtitles read "Hugh did this." Yeah. All right, and Ilya, what do you think? I think it's the
2: Harlan saying ransom can't tell a real knife from a fake knife.
0: Okay. Okay. I will announce only one of you have gotten points for this. Uh, and it was, it was Ziad. I really enjoy the ransom yeah. your back again, because it's very subtle because it's the, again, that gives it away. Um, because obviously if he came back, if she had said, you're back, it would have just been like, oh, no, she's just crazy. But she says, you're back again, because he's already gone up the exact route that Marta went up. Um, so Ziad gets five points for that. Our, our last one, and this one is a bit is a bit more extraneous thought, uh, who I thought was the murderer and why. Um, so, Ilya, I'll, I'll start with you. Who do you think I thought who the murderer was? Uh, from the trailer itself, I didn't like this was before I watched the movie, I was like I think this person is the murderer.
2: I'm going to say Richard, the husband of Linda.
0: Okay. And why do you think I thought that from the trailer?
2: Um I think just because of the controversy that surrounds them
0: and with the trailer Okay. Um Ziad, what do you think? I'm
3: going to say Linda. And it's by the scene where she says, uh, well, when the detective is asking her a question and she goes, well, without my father's death, the dinner was phenomenal. And just that sentence alone with the lack of like caring that was portrayed in the
0: trailer. All right. And Jim, what do you think? I
3: had a, dis- a
1: different response, but then Zaya brought up a good point, so now I, I'm going to hitch off of that and also say Linda.
0: Well, what was your other point? What did you think? Um, I, w- I was going to think that it was... Just uh, to put it out there, and when I say the correct answer, and then I feel bad. go, oh, no, I, said, I was yeah.
1: thinking that. Uh, yeah, my initial thought was uh, kind of ransom because of the way he was just like giggling in the trailer, and he's just like, I should do this more often. But, yeah, no, the, the Linda one makes more sense now that it's brought up. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, no, that uh, that would have given you ten points if you guys had identified the correct person and my reasoning. Uh, unfortunately, none of you got it right. Uh, when I watched this trailer, I turned to whichever parent I was with, and I said, Chris Evans is going to be the murderer in this movie.
1: God damn it. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, tr- I watched that trailer, and I was like, oh, it's going to be Chris Evans. And... Specifically because this is right after he got done playing Captain America. And I was like, what's the one part you would want to do after you get done playing Goody goody Two Shoes? And that's being the murderer in a movie, especially because it will throw the audience off and go, well, Chris Evans can't be the murderer. He's Captain America. Damn. <laughs> uh,
3: He's sitting there
0: twiddling his thumbs angrily. <laughs> you would have only gotten five points, which would not have done much for you, Jim.
1: Yeah, no, I was still in last.
0: <laughs> yep. Jim, you have 66 points. Uh, much worse than you did last week. I'm disappointed. Uh, Ilya, you did one point less than last week, which is almost impressive. Um, And Ziad, you got ten points last None of you got close to the movie last week. And I'm slightly disappointed in all of you. Uh, Ilya, you got 74 points. Ugh. And Ziad, oh, I'm so sorry for burping. Oh, that was disgusting. Uh, Ziad, you got 81 points. So let me go add up at the totals right now. I think Zayad is still in the lead. Uh, now he is pulled out into the lead. So let me add it. Uh, I don't want to... Okay... I've pressed the wrong button. Fuck. All right. I have added up the totals. The current standings are Ilya is currently in last place with 149 points. Uh, Jimmy is just ahead of him with 157 points. And Ziad is currently standing with a, a decent lead at 172 points. Uh, next week this could all change we'll just have to see uh we are of course watching isle of dogs uh wes anderson movie um but before we go i have some things i do want to talk about um just some points that we didn't bring up um harlan thromby is so full of himself that he has his own books in his own house and he has just a shelf that one shelf is just full of his own books what an asshole Uh, The maid has to carry a full tray of breakfast and coffee up, like, two flights of steps, and then when he's not in his bedroom, she's like, oh, great, I have to go up into the hidden room. And then she bumps, like, the, the door, and then she goes up the hidden flight of stairs into another room, which means she probably does that regularly. What an asshole. Uh, I do enjoy when she discovers the dead body that she doesn't fully drop the entire tray. She drops, like, one thing and then she's like, oh no, I shouldn't drop this stuff. Um, uh, another point to bring up here, um, Harlan and Marta are, like, good friends. Like, they're great together. I love their dynamic. Uh, he kills himself in front of her. (laughs) Uh, which is not great. Uh, way to, uh, scar your friend for life. Um no one knows how old nana is um uh you brought up Ilya. the party pre my dad's death it was great uh a moment there that um i i kind of wish they would have done more but uh both linda and walt imagine when harland is blowing out the candles on his birthday that it's their family behind him Uh, I don't think we ever get a reveal of who was actually there. It was probably Marta. Um, Someone calls Jacob. He's literally a Nazi. Um, uh, Linda getting upset at being um, baited into shit-talking her brother and then cuts straight to her husband shit-talking her brother um walt is talking is like this is the flashback where walt is like uh reliving the conversation with his dad and then he was like yeah no he just told me some good news uh lies straight to the detectives uh the guy practically lives in a clue board uh lakeith stanfield says that's weak sauce several times he's a grown man detective (laughs) he should not be saying weak sauce I really enjoy that uh, LeBlanc is just—it makes no damn sense. Compels me though, because literally, who hired the detective in a murder mystery is a mystery in of itself, and it's just so—it's just great. Um, Harlan is bad loser. He shakes the table, throws it off. Um, and then as he's realizing that he's dying, he tries to start writing his own murder mystery as it's happening. Um Marta forgets if uh Harlan said before or after the statue, and then it leads to Christopher Plummer saying the words be after four Um ransom, are you back already foreshadowing The My Cousin is a receptionist at the medical examiner's foreshadowing. Um Walt has a scene where he's like, Yeah, Marta, come join the family. And then when we get the scene with Marta, it's like, hey, Marta, prove that I'm not racist to everybody. Uh, Richard hands Marta a plate because he thinks she's the help when she's the nurse. Uh, Walt is yelling, Nana, did you eat? And then Linda says, she's fine. She just ate the entire salmon spread already. And then Walt has a look of, damn. Um... There's just a random interaction with the book Gravity's Rainbow. And he's like, It's like that, Gravity's Rainbow. And she's like, I've never read it. And he's like, Neither have I. Nobody has. But I like the title. Just random kind of. Um Marta throws her scarf she- Marta has several scarfs throughout this movie, and she like throws them on the ground. She lets them dip into mud. She also has two on at some point. Um, The detectives let Marta hold evidence. Um, Dogs are the best judge of character. Uh, The dogs proceed to bark at Richard, and then they also bark at Ransom. Uh, Marta, when she's walking with uh, LeBlanc during the uh, investigation, like the dog brings up a piece of evidence, and then she just throws it. Uh, and then the dog brings it back to early, like later on. Um, I think there's a snow leopard on Harlan's wall, and I disapprove. I love snow leopards. How dare they? Um, <laughs> uh, Ransom, when he shows up at, like during the will reading, is like, Oh, you want to bring me in? I don't feel like talking. I'm distraught. Uh, there's an adult slap fight. Uh, I can't tell Joni and Donna apart most of the time. Like I think I see Donna, and I just go, "Oh, that's Joni." Uh, I think that's on purpose. Like both of the brothers were attracted to similar-looking ladies. Um, everyone tells Ransom it's good that he's being kicked out of the will, foreshadowing. Um, Walt says, "I will not eat one iota of shit." When Ransom is telling everyone to eat shit. Um. Uh. <laughs> Linda tells the detectives to get out, and she says it directly to Lakeith Stanfield, who starred in Get Out, and he was the one saying it. Uh, I just love that. Um, I don't know why Marta gets in a car with Ransom. Like, he's just an asshole. She knows he's an asshole, and she's like, oh, no, my car won't start. Better get in a ride with this asshole. Um. I think this could be the best thing that happened to all of you. Clap back from Ransom. Um. Uh, Ransom doesn't show any concern or any other extreme emotion at Marta's story. Because he knows he's the murderer. Uh, he also says, I always thought I was the only one who could beat him at go. And he's like slightly upset about it. Um. They also bring up that Ransom was Harlan's research assistant for a summer, uh, so that's why he knows like murder mystery stuff. Um, LeBlanc forces Marta to drive him so she can't uh, uh, run away again. I think I just realized I'm saying LeBlanc instead of just Blanc. Um, I'm sorry, that's Maurice LeBlanc writer of um arsene uh, lupin arsene Lupin. uh it's benoit Blanc. i can't i've been saying that wrong the entire time i'm so sorry uh i will bring up the final thing which was worth 13 points which was it was what was the overheard words by the nazi child masturbating in the bathroom and it, it made me laugh so hard i was like this is worth 13 points Thank you three for joining me this week. Uh, Just before I go, the best boy rigging uh, electric was Derek Whittington. Best boy grip was Mike Henry and best boy rigging grip was Christine Willard. Um, But we all know that I'm the best boy on this show uh, and I am always correct.